Hey, 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 it's me. So, I have the craziest idea. Um, it's, it's an idea that would save a lot of people a lot of money. And now, this is how you know that I am my mother's daughter. To quote Miley Cyrus... I, well, and why, and why? Why am I my mother's daughter? Well, because I have an innate need to save money. And this was passed down to me um, through the ages. (laughs) Sorry, this is so stupid. Uh, it was the the ancient art of saving money was passed down to me by m- my own mine own mother and you know what she taught me is is the value of a dollar and how you stretch a dollar and how you how you save money and you go without to save money so what if we just all unsubscribed from our subscriptions, our our Netflix, our Hulu, our Amazons, our Disney's, our you know all the all the ones that we spend so much money on. And instead, what if we just all read fan fiction? I mean, it's free. It's free, isn't it? You just read it and you make the movie happen in your mind with with mind magic. And you don't you don't need a TV screen to like show you what's happening. You can just imagine it. And the same goes for TV shows. Now, what is... Oh, our our random letter today is B. And now B... Um, uh, well, there's quite, quite a bit. Oh, man, there's quite a bit for B. Um, you know, we could be here a while um, looking through all these Bs and... You know, uh, just looking in here, I see the Brady Bunch. That's cool. Um, and enough results for the Brady Bunch to where if we landed on that, we would be doing it. Oh, my. You're, you're gonna be mad at me. You're gonna, you're gonna hate me in, in very many ways for what I just landed on. You know, I'm... I apologize in advance. I really do. I'm sorry. I... I'm sorry. (sighs) You know... Sometimes we are just so unlucky. And tragedy strikes us when we're down. And you know, it's... For me, it's the middle of winter. And I'm... (sighs) I am not enjoying it 
you know, to put it lightly. And and for this to happen to me, for it to land on this particular result, is just... It really puts puts the icing on the proverbial cake. So... I'm so sorry. I can't say it enough. I can't apologize enough for what I'm about to do. Uh, Our result this episode is the Big Bang Theory. And, okay, um, we're on page 27. And... Every page has 20 results, so I am going to read this to you. I'm going to read the results to you. Now, here I go. And these, I didn't, you'll also be happy to know, I did not filter out the mature works. So, Prom Over Again by Flick a Whip. Amy gets a nice surprise. The DNA Recomputation by This Is Me. Sheldon's Mommy Comes for a Visit. Amelia and the Bareback Rider by April in Paris, in which our protagonist travels with her beloved and discovers that decisions made in her past could affect her future, forcing her to defend what she loves most. Alternate Universe Coopmelia, number three. Originally posted on fanfiction.net on, in 2015. Blood Ties by Tabitha72. A hundred years after the primordial war, the guild is looking for a way to open the gates of hell. Our heroes have to find a way to stop them while trying to find out Who's killing all the bad guys in town? AU, original character violence, and adult situation. Or maybe they meant out of character? I don't know. Of Priya and her inner dot 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 fish, Faith and Giles get the council's HQ a new lawyer. Dangerous Game by Jenny Snake. A top-secret project has Sheldon gambling with his friends' lives because Raj Sheldon's an academic with an overinflated sense of self. He he just writes papers on string theory. His ideas aren't the linchpin in some irrational intrigue. You're an idiot if you think his life is some sort of spy novel. The kindergarten come... Commoditization. Commoditization? By Castrophenia. It's evolution, so it only makes sense that she would be an improvement upon her parents. Of course, this would also imply Leonard had done something right, so the hitho- Whoa. So the hypothesis needs work. Sheldon and Leonard's daughter. Snuggle Nights by Spoonless Loopy. Of course, Sheldon Cooper is an alpha. Oh, God. No. 
Oh no, his main source of discontent at the moment is an Omega who insists on bucking her nature. The abduction incident by fan fiction I write. When Amy goes missing, Sheldon quickly retreats to Pasadena to get his vixen back. Set after se season 7 finale, mainly Shammy, but will also depict the dynamics between all the main characters. Shammy being Amy and Sheldon combined. Dis disproving the alien parasite hip hypothesis, I can't say hypothesis to save my life, by imps for Flick-A-Whip. The night before, Amy had tested her attraction to her friend Sheldon by holding his hand. The results were negative. Now she is waking up beside her bestie, and the outcome is decidedly different. Anything can happen with entropy by Josenka. Leonard meets chaos when Penny brings watching Star Trek with Sheldon. Sorry. Leonard meets chaos when Penny begins watching Star Trek with Sheldon. Story could theoretically fit within the seventh season canon. Italics, Leonard glowered at his theoretical friend. Sheldon, are you experimenting on Penny again? You know it's prohibited by our latest roommate agreement. Don't panic, Leonard. Smiling, Penny assured him. There's a perfectly logical explanation. He crossed his arms. What do you mean by logical? You see, sci-fi is making more of these lame-o Sharknado-type movies, she began. I'm going to audition them for a little something extra. Something extra special for their geeky casting directors. A little nerd cred. They'll wet themselves knowing Screaming Blonde number 2 knows the difference between all the Star Treks. The Test Result Inversion by Marcel B. What If Story Exploring if and how Leonard and Penny could have met if a certain detail from the past as mentioned near the end of Season 3 would have played out differently. Set during Season 6 and will reference episodes up to and including that season. Amelia and the Magic Slate by April and Paris in which our protagonist is given a magic slate that contains all the world's knowledge and secrets and learns that wanting is very different from having. Sequel to Amelia and the time-traveling physicist. Okay. Balgorath by Missy. Amy leads a bed-bound Bernadette and Penny through their first D&D campaign. Mistakes are made, things are learned, and everyone has a good time. Especially Vax Penneth, with her man-killing ice breath. The Uselessness of Biology by Missy. Sheldon doesn't consider biology a useful field, though Amy is interested in changing his mind. First Come, First Serve by Frosted Mary. It really was first come, first served, or maybe it was just Howard, Henny. The story is in no way related to my cons consumer, cus customer conundrum, world slash canon. 
I was asked nicely by Boom Woom to <laughs> to write Howard and Penny, and this is the plot bunny that tumbled into my brain. Clearly, though, I still love Sheldon, since I'm still trying to fix T-E-C-O-F and T-P-T-B's shitty treatment of Sheldon's career. And look at that, I can't seem to keep Shenny out, so it's Shenny friendship. Disclaimer, I own none of the characters, okay. Judge, jury, and whoever else shows up by a skater too. It is one of the most basic responsibilities of a citizen, even if you are a genius. The acceptance speech by Fan Fiction I Write, Sheldon Cooper's Nobel Prize acceptance speech, and the stories behind it, Shammy and lots of friendship between the gang members. I Know What You Did the Other Day by Little Firestar 84, Leonard, Tell Him Why I Hate Him, or What... Or when reality meets TV and comic books, and vice versa. Because Sheldon loved the guy, and there's no way he can forgive his hero-turned-enemy-turned-enemy. Spoilers for Power's last episode. Gorilla Experiment by Ilza. In The Gorilla Experiment, just how did Penny and Sheldon decide that memorizing a few things about Leonard's work would be effective? Episode Drabble slash Missing Scene. Okay, so out of these 20, we pick a random one. Okay, and our random one that we landed on is 11, which happens to be Anything Can Happen with Entropy by Joe Zenka. Teen and up audience rating, F slash M, and it's strictly within the Big Bang Theory fandom. Um, author's notes, entropy, the degree of disorder in a system which increases as energy transfers from one state of matter to another. Clickety clackety click clack clack, he woke. Those clamorous taps. It had to be Sheldon, again, by the old gods and the new, that bothersome bungaboo. He had to enlighten Leonard about revelations acquired while performing the most mundane of scheduled bodily functions. Clickety, clackety, clack. No, Leonard laid in her bed. Her bed. Thank the, thank the lords of Coble. There would be no Sheldon trespassing here. Laden with critiques for the latest episodes of Helix, when her coitus chamber was a petri dish of bacterial delights to him. But he was here, in her warm, comfy bed, with, without her? He was alone, alone. He panicked for Penny, hands fumbling in blurry darkness. Where was she? She had gone, like a dream, another unobtainable dream blighting his days and nights. Oh, there she was, calm, swiftly seceded when he discerned the blonde blob, 
and leopard spots illuminated by computer light. He reached for thick glasses to better observe this fury with which her fingers thrashed the keyboard. Penny, with such fervor you type, he mused, are you posting more four-letter reviews of the Cheesecake Factory? Digits halted. No, I, I, um, just catching up on emails from my cousin who finally let that, left that cult. Well, why not just poke him and come back to bed? I can't, she laughed awkwardly. Really, he doesn't, he, really, he literally doesn't know anything about Facebook. He's been in the boonies since, like, before MySpace was lame. Well, can't he wait? Give me five, maybe ten minutes to finish this, and then we can snuggle my little homiculus. He smiled at her scientific endearment. It had once been an insult from Sheldon, but Penny had transformed it into his bedroom name. After scaling three flights of stairs with groceries, Leonard lumbered into the apartment with sore shoulders and aching arms. Neither Penny nor Sheldon heeded his entrance. Sheldon ensconced in his sacred spot, nadered about dilithium crystals to Penny, pensively perched beside him, nodding as he explained how, how Spock discovered this substance could be recrystallized. Technobabble terminated when Captain James T. Kirk strutted onto the screen like Howard the astronaut into the university cafeteria. Penny appeared as rapt as Sheldon by the space cowboy badgering his logical half. My god, Leonard laughed. My eyes'll need a new prescription if I keep seeing what I'm seeing. You need to better communicate the specifics of what you've been seeing, Sheldon huffed. For all I know, it could be Elvis and Sasquatch on a tandem you've been seeing. Sheldon, you know what? I... Shh. Leonard espied a cheesy fight scene as he carried groceries to their kitchen island. Sheldon, you've seen that episode like a million times. Quit exaggerating, Leonard. Sheldon glared at his roommate. I've seen this episode 73 times, and Penny's seen it twice. Eyebrows quirked. Penny, you've sat through this twice? Yeah, I have, Penny admitted. It will be, what's the word, for three? Oh, yes, thrice. It'll be thrice if I survive this. Yesterday, thrice was our word of the day, Sheldon interjected. Today, it's um umbrage. And tomorrow, it's osmosis. Leonard glowered at his theoretical friend. Sheldon, are you experimenting on Penny again? You know it's prohibited by our latest roommate agreement. Don't panic, Len Leonard. Smiling, Penny assured him, there's a perfectly logical explanation. He crossed his arms. What do you mean by logical? You see, sci-fi is making more of these lame Sharknado-type movies, she began. I'm going to audition for them with a little something extra, something extra special for their geeky casting directors, a little nerd cred. They'll wet themselves knowing Screaming Blonde number two knows the difference between all the Star Treks. That's a maniacal little plan. That's a cutthroat business I'm in. It's a cutthroat business I'm in. 
So that means you're like a pirate then. Shh, Sheldon shushed. As his idol materialized in HD, Spock is speaking. Leonard and Penny complied with the king of apartment 4A. Resistance would have resulted in unrelenting recollections from Sheldon about how Spock, like Professor Proton, had informed his childhood decisions. In the starless room, they cuddled in, po- in post-coital bliss before her menagerie of plushy animals who lurked like alien anthropologists to observe humans in their most private acts. Leonard sighed, impressed by the stamina he had acquired in her bed. He rarely needed his inhaler after their amorous experimentations now. Penny snuggled nearer to him, twisting her head to kiss his flushed cheeks. Oh, my sweet little homiculus, she murmured. I'm going to ask you something totally weird. It can't be weirder than when things, than the things Sheldon asks me. Okay, in all those Star Trek shows, films, and stuff, did anyone ever, like, did anyone ever get, like, an STD? Leonard unloosened his arms from her. Oh my god, we've got herpes. God, Sheldon's right. She rolled away from him, abandoning the reach of his embrace. You overreact to everything. She scampered to her desk, where her shoe-shopping companion waited to console her. Come on, Penny. I know I totally screwed up again. You just accused me of giving you herpes, she snapped, as... She snapped as her laptop powered on. I think you should leave before I catch something creepy you caught playing Klingon Boggle with Raj and Howard. While she attacked her keyboard, clickety-clackety-click-clack-clack, Leonard snatched his discarded clothes. He stomped to his apartment, slamming doors between here and there, He trudged by Sheldon, who was watching Doctor Who. The Texan did not inquire after his friend, since the temporal crisis on Gallifrey was more engrossing than the never-ending story of spatting spatting lovers. Monday meant Thai food, along with snide comments that no peanut boy was ordering a feast for friends unseen. Monday after Monday. Leonard endured their sneers, often in other languages, which were insignificant annoyances compared to the Inquisition Sheldon subjected him to about his order. For whatever reason, tonight was barefoot of conversation. Everyone interacted with mobile devices between deploying plastic utensils to attack noodles. Silence was sometimes surmounted when Sheldon read witticisms from Amy, who was attending a prestigious neurology symposium in Las Vegas. Raj giggled while Leonard played words with friends with his mother, who had just outspelled his folum with her xylem. Titters persisted, interrupting Leonard, who needed points after his opponent posted Zittle and Korma 
without Bernadette here to babysit them. Having work obligations, Howard snatched an iPhone from Raj. Stone-faced, the Wolo wizard scrolled through whatever had caused his friend to snort like Ugh-nots from Star Wars. Raj, you don't read Slash, Howard scolded. You're supposed to download porn. Huh? Penny stared up from her obsolete iPhone at the bromantic duo. Slash? Oh, you don't know? Howard engaged in condes- condescension without Bernadette to check him. It's when sex star fangirls put two favorite characters together in a romantic relationship like Holmes and Watson, Spike and Angel, Clark and Kirk and Spock, Raj chuckled. They're the most shipped couple ever. I know what Slash is, but why is Raj reading it? Penny, Penny scoffed. It's like all the cheap, trashy ebooks my sister reads about cowboys and school marms. <laughs> Romance on the high seas of space isn't trashy. Raj objected. Spock struggled for 59 chapters to express his feelings for Kirk. It's only now when Kirk's dying of Drawohian plague that, God, Spock got too logical to hook up with German-fested 23rd century manslut like Kirk. Can't believe I just read that. Penny Sheldon smiled. It's no longer improbable for me to not agree with you on something very important. I thank you effusively, Sheldon. That's a commendable use of today's word. Leonard shook his head at their irritating word game. But will you be ready for... Brabadium? Howard, Rash yelled. Give it back now. He drove it, Howard... He, dro- he dove at Howard for his device, but the wily astronaut evaded capture as he scampered from someone weighted down by a plaid sweater vest. Kirk was about to cry since Spock kissed him, even if it'll kill him. You'll have to kill me to get it back, Howard halted. You, you're reading T-Pen? He laughed. Bernie reads her too. She's the best. Bernie loves her stories, especially the ones about Chekhov and Sulu stuck on a deserted planet. She says it reminds her of you and me. Oh yes, their adventures on Wacky Doodle. Raj nodded. It's very sad, but steamy. Has she read how Scotty really beams people up? I haven't heard about it, but I'm afraid I will now. Okay, it's totally time for me to go now, Penny rose. I've got an acting class to go to. Leonard frowned. But, but, I thought you had that only on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Well, call it an emergency, she laughed awkwardly as she tiptoed away. There's presentations tomorrow. Bye, guys. After she departed, Sheldon offered his loathsome version of the dirty look to Howard and Raj. It's fickle fanboys like you who are harming the integrity of nerds everywhere. 
It's old-fashioned nerds like you who ruin nerddom with your draconian fanboy stances. Howard retorted, Hey, since when has Penny become so knowledgeable about Star Trek? Maybe she's reading Kirk slash Spock too, Raj commented. It got Priya interested in, That's ridiculous, Leonard sputtered. She reads Chicklet. Come on, Howard countered. Slash is Chicklet. Chicklet? Sheldon interrupted. Well, let me tell you about my neighbor's chick, N, that chased me up a tree. For the umpteenth time, the Texan retold the tale for his friends and Howard, that guy who was always lurking around the apartment. Um, there's, there's quite a bit more to this, so if you wanted to, you could read it for yourself. Um, the author explains in some further notes that this is originally published in 2014. Um, two comments. Cass, get your shotgun says, this is glorious, truly. Um, and then the author responds, such high praise, thank you. And many, many people left kudos. Well, that, that was a trip. Um, I barely knew half of the things that were coming out of my mouth, what they even were. So let's move on to our next one. This is number 14, which happens to be First Come, First Serve by Frosted Mary. Now, this is an explicit story, and it's F slash M and strictly within the Big Bang Theory fandom. Um, so, um, oh, I, I think they're, they're trying to say something here. This story edited... 20th of July 2016 for readability concerns no other edits made if you read it read it before feel free to carry on there is nothing new here to see okay let's begin as the guys trooped up the stairs Sheldon leading triumphantly the other three were arguing voraciously you will tell him it was your idea and you were the one working the damn opener Howard hisses at Leonard. Yeah, dude, it could totally wreck his career if you let him tell everyone he's discovered magnetic monopoles when he didn't. He'll be a laughingstock, man, Raj added in a fierce whisper. They shoved Leonard towards the door that Sheldon was walking through, on the phone with his mother, both hissing, tell him, dude, I'm going home. I don't even know why we got out of the cab, Raj whines plaintively. Howard preens. I know why I got out here, man, because there is a cheesecake-scented goddess next door that probably missed us. I'm going to go let her know we are back. He then straightened his clothes and knocked on Penny's door. Penny opens the door and smiles brightly at Howard. Howard, you're back and she sweeps him up into a fierce hug. He is in hog heaven. He can smell her pretty smell and feel her soft skin where his hands rest on her back. Her breasts are soft against his chest, all wrapped in 
pretty red fabric. He tilted his pelvis away from her in hopes of hiding the raging boner he had cramped in his tight pants. She leaned back a little. Are you happy to see me, or did you just shove a roll of quarters in your pocket? She giggled. I did miss you, silly, your silly innuendos and pickup lines. Every time I went out and some guy tried to pick me up with a cheesy line, all I could think of was you. Howard did a really awesome fish impression, mouth agape and slightly floppy. I, he started to stutter, but she breezed on. I stopped by to check on your mom and we ended up watching game shows till really late, so she made me stay over. I've never slept on satin sheets before. They're so slippery, I was worried I'd fall off your bed. Howard's brain promptly stopped working at all, as images of Penny, nude perhaps, lounging in his bed, flittered through his brain. Then she kissed him, and it was all over for him. He was lost in a sea of longing and soft lips on his. He dragged, he, She dragged him past the doorway and shut the door, shoving him up against it. Her hands were dragging at his hips, pulling him tighter to hers. He just stood there, stunned. His blank, however, was not remotely stunned. It was throbbing and straining to reach her. She leaned back again. You still, you still with me, Howard? She asked gently, her voice husky. He managed to nod before she dived back in, testing the seam of his lips with her tongue. He gasped, and she took that as an invitation to stroke her tongue along his, and when he licked at her lips, she took his tongue in her mouth and sucked gently. Um, wow. Then she was pulling at his shirt, the snaps all popping open easily, and he had to let go of her so she could pull it off his arms. Penny, oh Penny, Howard murmured into her lips, you are so beautiful. Um, he felt more than saw her lips form into a grin, and she cooed into his mouth, help me get these clothes off so I can show you how much I missed you, Howard. Sadly, they were interrupted by a pounding at the door. Howard stood up so fast he nearly knocked Penny over. If that's Sheldon, I am not here, Howard squeaked quietly. Oh, it's not, Penny replied. He always does that weird triple knock thing with your name. It's not him. She sadly grabbed her shirt and put it back on. Sans bra and went to answer the pounding at the door. Howard trailed after her in his long-sleeved shirt, still a little frightened about what could be on the other side of the door. Penny opened the door mid-pound, causing Leonard to nearly punch her in the face. "'What the hell, Leonard?' Penny shouted, further surprising Leonard, who cowered back a little before remembering why he was there. "'I just got kicked out of my apartment. Can I stay the night?' he whined. Then he caught sight of Howard behind her. What the hell are you doing here? I thought you guys bailed on me and you're hiding and you're hiding over here. He started to move towards Howard and Penny. Howard and Penny blocked him. Howard is here at my invitation, something that can't be said for you. What the heck did you do to Sheldon to make him kick you out? Penny said loudly. Leonard cowered a bit in the face of her anger. 
We played a little joke on him, and he's taking it badly. We? shouted Howard. Oh no, you don't whiz. Oh no, you don't, you weasel. You decided that the only way we were getting out alive was you messing with his experiment, and now it's backfired on you. Rash and I both said it was too far, but you don't listen. But you didn't listen. It's one thing to joke about tossing his Kindle out in the snow, and another entirely to deliberately mess with his experiment. Man, that was millions of dollars, and it could seriously set back his career years. Now Penny was seeing red. She routed on Leonard. You know how Sheldon is about to work and his Nobel. How could you, how could you do that to him? He's your best friend, and he saved your life. At this, both guys winced, surprised that she knew that. Yeah, I know all about why the elevator doesn't work. Sheldon told me about it. I like Sheldon. He's like a really tall little brother, and you know, he has trouble dealing with new situations. I can't believe you. You horrid little weasel. Get out now, Penny cried, pushing Leonard out the door and slamming it firmly in his face. She turned to Howard, who cowered back. Swear to me you had nothing to do with this, she cried, tears running down her face. No, Penny, I swear. Me and Raj tried to talk him out of it. I mean, Sheldon was a huge pain in the ass, but still, we knew, we knew that going in. Howard explained. We tried to tell Sheldon when the first fake results started coming in, but Sheldon was so excited that he wouldn't listen. Penny's face softened a little but she was still crying a little. I have to go check on him. He must be devastated. She kissed his cheek and peeked out the peephole on the door to see if Leonard was still there. He's gone, she bit off and rushed out the door. She didn't even knock, just barged right through the door of 4A like she always had. She didn't see Sheldon, so she headed back to his room. She knocked lightly. Sheldon, honey, you okay? The door flung open, uh, oh, good, this is almost done. The door flung open, leaving Sheldon standing in the door, his body vibrating in fury. When he realized it was Penny, his shoulders drooped. She reached out to him, expecting him to back away, but was surprised when he allowed her to hug him. Oh, honey, I'm so sorry. That was a super rotten thing Leonard did. Please tell me it's not going to ruin your career. I know how much this trip meant to you. Howard, still scared out of his wits, hovered in the hallway, hoping Sheldon wouldn't see him. He watched in awe as Penny hugged Sheldon. She really was a goddess. Penny rubbed circles on Sheldon's back. Finally, he calmed enough to talk. Well, I had to call Dr. Gablehauser and explain that the results that I had emailed about previously had been maliciously tampered with and that I had to retract my statement that I had confirmed string theory, and forever changed man's understanding of the universe. He is currently trying to get a hold of Leonard, Raj, and Howard. At this, Howard squeaked and grabbed at his pocket, trying to get his phone out before it could ring, all the white hot footing to the hallway, all the while hot footing it to the hallway as quietly as he could. Crap on a cracker, Sheldon. He really ruined your expedition thingy, didn't he? Penny cried, tears rolling down her face. Oh, honey, is there anything I can do to help? There's no comments.
Oh, this work's creator has chosen to moderate comments on the work. Your comment will not appear until it has been approved by the creator. Okay. Um, few com a uh, few kudos on that, but no comments. So, all right. Um, our next one. All right. Um, this is me from the future. So something a little weird happened. Um when I went to go read this next story, um, which I ended up cutting, cutting it out because it was just too awkward. Um, so I don't, I've never actually personally seen one single episode of the bank, Big Bang Theory. And I have to assume that this show is a comedy show, like a, like a sitcom sort of deal. Um, not a drama, but the, the fanfiction that I read happened to be a drama and they were writing it for this fandom and I was so confused while reading it. I read it straight. I didn't have like any comments through all of it, but at the end I was kind of like, huh, that doesn't make any sense. And basically... Um, they were trying to make, um, so, you know, the drama trope where there's, there's a main character and the main character has, like, two best, like, two friends, um, two close friends. And it's the trope where, um, the two friends get kidnapped for ransom. And unless the main character gives that information to the bad guys, then their friends get killed. Well, basically that fanfiction was this, and um, they just get killed. Like the friends of, I guess, Sheldon, I think, is the protagonist, get killed. And it's just played straight, and I, I was just so confused by this because it... There's plenty of dramas, like TV show dramas out there that you could you could use this for. This this type of like uh heist situation or kidnapping situation, you could write that for. But it doesn't really make sense to do that for the Big Bang Theory to me anyway. Maybe maybe there was a point in the show where it got a little dark. I I don't know. I don't happen to know this, but I assume that it's just a light comedy show. But anyway, um, that's really all I had to say about that. Um, so I'm just gonna pick a different result because that one wasn't really funny. It was just super confusing. Okay, so, um, our, our random number is four and that happens to be Sheldon's Conundrum by Hold Maid. This is a general audience's rating, um, and just strictly within the Big Bang Theory fandom. Author's notes. I don't own Big Bang Theory. Uh, copyright, copyright, copyright stuff. Boring. Okay, um, let's, let's begin. Leonard. By his standards, Sheldon was practically yelling. Leonard came out of his room, his hair still tousled, his expression drowsily alarmed. What? You have to tell me whether or not this is sarcasm. Clear clearly, he had been reading, as an open book lay in his lap, but that surely was no reason to yell in the middle of the night. Well, six 
42 a.m., by the kitchen clock. But it felt like the middle of the night anyway. Still clueless, Leonard ventured a tentative, tentative, okay? You remember Penny's latest boyfriend? With a disdainful shake of the head, Sheldon aborted any retort. An answer is not required. It it was a, a a rhetorical question. He jumped back on topic with one of those quirky little shakes of of the head. This boyfriend, Ben, I am led to believe, is a psychologist. When I met them in the hall yesterday, he said I was a certifiable lunatic because I didn't know how to pointlessly socialize with insignificant strangers. His sigh left Leonard to ponder what interaction between those three protagonists might have preceded the remark. Now look, the book was closed abruptly, handed over, and Sheldon pointed at it accusingly. This, some scientific volume on clinical psychology, it seemed, is an extensive list of clinical syndromes, and it does not contain anything that fits me. While the sociopath shares my disregard for personal relationships, I hold Spock's philosophy at heart, i.e., I am clearly not a sociopath. So, he narrowed his eyes and gazed at Leonard disconcertingly. Do I look for a more comprehensive book, or was this been sarcastic? Huh, his friend shrugged. I wasn't there. Usually sarcasm can be heard in the tone, so I wasn't there, he concluded lamely. Leonard. Oh, the patronizing tone. Surely, you can't be suggesting that it's possible. Possible? That you're certifiable? Nah. He was grinning to himself. Just imagine the absurdity of the idea. Chuckling, he left the room. Sheldon tilted his head, bird-like, and blinked. Then he took up the conversation again by raising his voice to say, Leonard, you have to take me to the library. Uh, there's a handful of kudos on this and two comments. Bandit Hill says, This is wonderful, and you captured Sheldon and Leonard perfectly. And then the author just responded, Thank you, much appreciated. Okay. Uh, sorry I didn't read the summary of that one. I totally forgot. But our next one, uh, I already calculated it. And it's, um, or randomized it, rather. And it's just the one that's right under it. Um, so number five. And it's... Uh, the relocation situation. Now, this is a five-chapter story by Anna Garney called, yeah, The Relocation Situation. And the rating is general audiences and strictly within the Big Bang Theory fandom. Uh, the summary is, notices to vacate issued to the residents of 2311 Los Robles caused some serious upheaval. However, Sheldon is prepared. Sheldon is always prepared. Just, well, no one expected him to be prepared in quite the fashion that he is. Okay, so this is a very short first chapter, so let's read it. Penny. Penny. Penny? Penny slowly opened her eyes and took a moment to get her bearings. It was almost a full minute before she recognized where she was and remembered why she was on her neighbor's couch at midnight on a Tuesday in the first place. She'd come home from a double shift at the Cheesecake Factory and found herself opening a notice to vacate on the second floor landing. 
It had been all that she could do to continue up the stairs to the fourth floor. Even though it was past midnight, she barely hesitated before knocking on the door belonging to her geeky neighbors. She wasn't disappointed. Even though it was well past Sheldon's bedtime, with an exhausted look, Leonard opened the door. She could see his roommate over the shorter Leonard's shoulder, pacing around the apartment, his hair sticking up in all directions, from where he'd been running his hand through it, and barely acknowledged Penny as she entered the apartment and took her seat in the center of the couch. So, you guys got an eviction notice too? She asked as Leonard navigated around Sheldon and got her a bottle of water out of the fridge. Yeah, he's been doing that ever since he opened it. If I'd known what it was, I would have opened it myself and tried to break it to him gently, but on the bright side, it's the most exercise he's had in weeks. Leonard gauged Penny's reaction as he handed her the bottle and elected to sit in his linen armchair rather than next to her on the leather couch. Don't mock me, Leonard. This is a serious situation, Sheldon com commented, not even breaking stride as he spoke. Well, I might have to move back to Nebraska. What are you guys going to do? Back to Nebraska? Why? Leonard sounded almost scared at that prospect. Well, the only reason I could even afford the security deposit on this place in the first place was because I'd been living with Kurt for so long and had some savings. Right now I have nothing. Moving back home might be all that I can afford, and even that might clean me out. Don't be absurd. You're not moving back to Nebraska, Sheldon told her, coming to an abrupt stop in front of her and motioning for Penny to move slightly to the right, leaving his cushion completely clear. That's right, Sheldon. You must have, what do you call them? Contingency plans for something like this. I mean, you've got a first aid kit in your pocket and at least three apocalypse-ready backpacks stashed here in the apartment. Yes, I do. But I thought I'd be leaving 2311 Los Robles of my own volition, rather than having the decision made for me by some faceless corporation with barely the courtesy to provide adequate notice. A month. I mean, that's not nearly enough time to find suitable replacement accommodations, especially as I have to take your living arrangements into account, and find somewhere that's also proximal to the university, without being too far from Woolwitz and Kutherpali. Not to mention somewhere close enough that I can walk to Amy's house. I have my relationship agreement to consider. Penny slowly turned Sheldon's droning voice tuned, sorry, Penny slowly tuned Sheldon's droning voice out, leaning back on the couch as Leonard announced his plans to go to bed. Sheldon barely paused in his monologue, so Penny ignored him, too, her, eye, her heavy eyelids sliding closed as she concentrated on how good it felt to be sitting down after so many hours on her feet. She didn't know what time it was, but Sheldon was saying her name very softly. Penny? Go back to sleep, Sheldon, she muttered, not wanting to move. Penny, my leg has fallen asleep, but the rest of me is wide awake. Do you want to sleep on the couch tonight? Penny sat up straighter and noticed that she'd fallen almost 90 degrees and had her head on Sheldon's right thigh. Oh, sorry, yeah. You don't mind me sleeping on the couch. With the current turmoil in our lives, I certainly can't object Evolution dictates that Homo sapiens crave the security of a group during times of upset. 
I'll get you a pillow, and I'd appreciate it if you could remove your shoes before sleeping on, the on our couch. Penny yawned, then surprised even herself with the next sentence. You didn't want me to sign an overnight guest waiver, she answered, kicking her shoes off. You're still covered by the friendship agreement we drew up last year. I allowed for one unannounced sleepover per month, which I felt was more than enough to allow for fluctuations in your emotional state. Sheldon? Yes, Penny. Thank you. No need to thank me, Penny. I am the glue that holds our social group together. I will shoulder the burden of relocating us to a suitable domicile to ensure that our friendships can endure. Sheldon? Penny? Thanks anyway. Um, a ton of kudos. One comment. Oh, uh, these are Japanese characters, I believe, so I can't read those, but they say, Cute, pity is not going to be Sheldon slash Penny. Okay. <laughs> okay, I typically don't go beyond uh, five fix, but I have a little bit of extra time, so I'm just going to read another one. Uh, this is a short one. Uh, this was number 13, by the way. Uh, the kindergarten commodization, I really struggle with that word, by Castrophenia. It is a general audience's rating and strictly within the Big Bang Theory fandom. Summary reads, it's evolution, so it only makes sense that she would be an improvement upon her parents. Of course, this would also imply Leonard had something right, did some, had done something right. Leonard had done something, oh, sorry. So the hypothesis needs work. Sheldon and Leonard's daughter. Okay. <clears throat> She's eating ice cream. They enjoy ice cream. She's eating vanilla and chocolate with rainbow sprinkles, chocolate syrup, and whipped cream. They've discussed his incomprehension of the rainbow sprinkles over chocolate if, she's, if she is just going to use the syrup her reply of, but then it wouldn't be as pretty, is sufficient. He decides he's disinterested in continuing the line of inquiry and moves to another topic. Her presence in the apartment. Your father wasn't specific, though I shouldn't be surprised. Clarity has never been his strong suit. I believe that very flaw is the reason you're here, in the biological sense, obviously, not the current situational understanding. She continues to swing her feet on the bar stool as she spoons another mouthful of frozen dairy. He counts her ability to join him in this culinary treat as an indicator of the power of evolution. My teacher wants to talk to mommy and daddy about my precocious and disruptive behavior. She answers finally with a detachment he finds delightful given her pro... pro Progen progenitors? Ooh, that's a big word. I assume she used that phrasing exactly to characterize your conduct in class, Sheldon stated, folding his napkin perfectly in half after he wiped his mouth. Yep, she replied, taking another bite. She wrote a letter and pinned it to my backpack. She said it was so I wouldn't forget to tell mommy and daddy. Her face took on a contemplative expression for a moment. I don't know why I'd forget, it's not very far from my classroom to daddy's car. I think maybe she forgets lots of things and thinks everyone does too. She scooped more ice cream. She She's wrong though. 
Sheldon nodded. Given the current state of the public education educational system in the United States, as well as my own limited, limited experience, I'd say that's a fair hypothesis. I wouldn't be surprised if you discovered this woman is often, often wrong. Yeah, that's what Daddy said to Mommy in the car. Not all of that, mostly the wrong thing. He said, Miss Arslanian doesn't know what she's talking about, and that just because I'm smarter than her and everyone else in school doesn't mean she should try and get me in trouble. She sipped on her apple juice. Mommy told him that saying things like that was why I was getting notes pinned to my backpack, and then she said that I was his fault. I knew I was smarter than Miss Arslanian, and then I and that I told her so last Friday when she wouldn't let me fix the math cart cartoons on the bulletin board. Well, it would seem your mother and Miss Arslanian women have a limited grasp outside the obvious. Daddy said that too. N now he's, he's, he has to sleep in my brother's room. So you're here so they can attend to this woman's complaints upon your behavior in class. Yep. Well, I suppose that complete lack of necessity to pay any consequence to the simpleton's remarks didn't dawn on your parents. Mommy said that, but Daddy wants to make sure that woman understands where he's coming from. I told him that we already did that the first day of school. She knows we're from Pasadena. Sheldon nodded in agreement. Your father has also always had a penchant for stating the apparent. I've warned him about it before. Sheldon added more whipped cream to his bowl than, her, than to hers, but in this instance, he was probably speaking figuratively. Well, now mommy wants me to promise not to tell Miss Arslanian when she's wrong. She sighed heavily, but I don't understand why. If I were wrong so much, I'd want someone to tell me. Though I can't remember it even occurring, I'd have to agree. I think it should be her fault for being wrong all the time. How can I be wrong if I'm right? You can't, but logic is yet another thing that has often eluded your mother. Well, Mommy said I have to say I'm sorry to Miss Arslanian, and I told her I didn't want to if I didn't know why because Mommy always says not to say things I don't mean, and how can I be sorry if I don't if I don't know why I'm supposed to be sorry. And what did your mother say when you raised a fair point? She sighed heavily and frowned into her bowl. That it, that it was a non-negotiable social convention. The little girl fumbled a bit in her rep repetition of what was to him a well-worn phrase, but not much. Sheldon shook his head in sympathy. Damn those bizarre, antiquated, absurd rituals. I don't understand how society hasn't moved past them, he mused for a moment. Not everyone is as evolved as we are. Regular people stink, the child agreed willfully. Yes, they do, he concurred. She hopped down from the stool. I'm going to go color now. I'm going to solve the rest of the quantum entanglement problem I've been having, he replied. She paused in her descent for a moment, then shrugged. Okay, Uncle Sheldon. He finished his last spoonful of ice cream and cleared their bowls. Sheldon watched her empty her backpack onto the coffee table and found himself once again pondering her existence. 
he had spent a lot of time trying to decipher just how Leonard and his contributor had been capable of combining their respective DNA and producing someone that was far superior to both. In the end, he decided it must be a testament to recessive genes, as neither of her brothers were half as interesting or astute. It's all evolution. It only made sense that she would be an improvement upon her parents. Of course, this was also this would also imply Leonard had done something right. So the hypothesis needs work. No comments on this, and just uh, seven kudos. All right. Well, that was the Big Bang Theory fandom. I really hope you enjoyed it. I it, it was a little rocky in the beginning. Um, just trying to find, uh, stuff that actually works for what I'm doing specifically, but, um, yeah, I guess it turned out okay, and, uh, you know, if this is something you're interested in, just go onto Archive of Our Own, under, um, under fandoms, choose TV shows, and go to B for Big Bang Theory, and you can have at it, but... Other than that, that's that's it, basically.